0: Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast with your hosts Kyle Borgannoni and Matthew Betts. Hey there, DFSers. I am what you would call amped this week. I'm here with my boy Betts, who's got a fresh cut in front of me. Betts, how you doing this week? Oh my gosh, Kyle. So, so good.
1: I'm excited to talk football with you tonight. Uh, like you said, fresh haircut, so that always means good things going into the weekend. Really excited for this slate. We were talking before, we hopped on the mic, about you know listeners and people reading the DFS pass and those sort of things that do their homework. Are going to smash this week because it is not an easy slate there's a lot of top uh values or or names that we like to play that aren't on the slate so you're gonna have to do your homework and come out and win this week but i think this is a good spot for our listeners to do that
0: yeah if you listen to this podcast if you part of what we get to do each week with the dfs pass you're gonna set yourself up to win some money Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie, is what I'm talking about because this past week, we had some listeners and we had you bets come up as big winners carrying home that cash. So tell us about your big wins this past week.
1: It was a fun week and I'll be honest, it was... Uh, surprising because typically I don't ex, you know excel a lot at the showdown slate. I had a pretty decent week uh in terms of the main slate and that kind of thing. But yeah, Monday night was fantastic. Took down a pretty big GPP. Thank you to my boy Mike Williams, who I will forever love and I, and I will never quit him. Uh, came out and had a smash week, but. Really, you know, being able to write up the Thursday Night Football preview article every single week for the DFS pass, I feel like has made me a better showdown player because I'm going through the process. I'm studying and kind of learning the strategy more and more each week. And it was fun to see it pay off. So, yeah, it was great. And then, you know, besides that, just so good to see our listeners winning and winning big. So that I mean, that's better than any win that we ever have is just being able to give advice and have people come out and and win on their own. So that was just so, so fun to see. So it was a great week. We got to keep it going, though, here in week six.
0: Yeah, we had a listener reach out to us who placed seventh in the Millimaker. So he came home with $15,000. And this is what he said. He said, I listened to the podcast. So what you're doing right now, if if what you're doing is you're listening to our sweet, sweet sounds of our voices, you also could get in seventh place. But he said he listened to the podcast uh, and what we recommended and uh, got seventh place. But then we also got a lot of people that read uh, some of the dart throws that I threw out this past week. And I feel super happy that that Chase Claypool (laughs) was uh, one of those names listed. And he went bananas this past week. The crazy thing is, is that I was at the beach and so I didn't have much time to build uh, GPP lineups. I did okay in cash, but I had so many people say, I played Chase Claypool. And I was like, I didn't, but (laughs) I recommended it and you took my advice. So um, yeah, that's just awesome. Awesome that we get to help people learn how to play the game and uh, learn how to play long-term. We're in week six, and we feel like so far this method has been successful. So uh, yeah, just any other takeaways from this past week just in terms of mindset and strategy for you before we get into it?
1: Uh, nothing major. I think uh, looking back on this weekend, you know, we talked about it two weeks ago on the show. Um, I felt a lot better about my cash lineups because I kind of fallen into the trap of playing some more volatile wide receivers in cash. And going back to players that I feel like more reliable really worked really well for me this week. Guys like CeeDee Lamb who are just seeing a massive target share. Guys like that. It was just easy to kind of project volume and it worked for cash. So it was good to see that come to fruition. But yeah, man, I'm excited to break down the slate here. It's going to be a really, really intriguing one. And I'm excited for our listeners to not bring home seventh this week. I don't want seventh place. I want a listener to bring home the million, the million maker. Come on, let's do it, guys.
0: Yeah, we're, we'll probably get a cut of that right like I'm I'm pretty sure that oh at least 20% I'm figuring at least 20% maybe a first child is named after Borgen Betts (laughs) uh, oh I would feel so bad for whoever (laughs) this kid that is (laughs) they have to explain well my dad listened to this podcast this one time and he won some money and so he was (laughs) indebted to call his first child Betts Um,
1: I apologize in advance for nothing let's go (laughs)
0: So you can follow us on Twitter. It's at the FF ballers at I'm at Kyle underscore Borg and bets is at the fantasy PT. We'd love to talk with you guys. I know we were getting some DMS from different people, just asking us about strategy. Someone specifically was asking me about showdown slates. And so it's great to point back to some of the episodes that we did in August to talk about strategy, talk about how to win consistently in DFS. And if you go online, our DFS pass right now, still you know, it was a great deal. We put in our heart and soul each week in that content, and we feel like it's actually paid off for a lot of people. So ultimateDFSPass.com, that would be a place that you can go to and get some of our stuff. So let's get in the main slate. State of the main slate. Bets brought it up, but this is a super interesting week in terms of the main slate because there are some names that are... Not on here this week. If you were to get on DraftKings or FanDuel and check out the main slate, you would find there's some some big names that aren't on there. So, for instance, quarterbacks this week, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, they are not on the main slate. They're on Monday night. Uh, Russell Wilson's on by, Dax Hurt. So, those are like top five names that are just not, not on the slate. So, it's basically Lamar Jackson's going to be at the top. Running backs, there's no Zeke, no CEH. Kamara's on by. Jacobs is on by. And likely Dalvin Cook and CMC are not going to be playing. Uh, wide receivers, no Tyreek, no Diggs, no DeAndre Hopkins. The Cowboys wide receivers, the Seahawks wide receivers. And then the big one for me on tight end, there's no Kittle. There's no Kelsey. There's no Darren Waller who's on by. So those are some big names Who that we we've been play? talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like who actually can be put in a lineup this week?
0: <laughs> it really is sad when we get to tight end. Um, I wrote this down. I said, it's Mark Andrews and that's it. And you know what? <laughs> there, there is, there is Jonu Smith. And I know you're crazy about Jonu this week. So I'm
1: so in on Jonu. I can't wait to break down that game. I'm I'm very, very excited about Jonu Smith
0: this week. You brought it up though. If you do your homework this week, meaning if you take a little bit of time, I've got my notebook right in front of me, this beautiful scratch notebook. Uh, Bets you can see it. I, I uh, see the proof; it is there. Where I just literally wrote down. Okay, so here's the plays that I initially like, and I started building a cash lineup today, and messing around with it. We usually message each other back and forth and say, "What do you think about this?" Um, I would encourage you get a friend and send them a picture of your cash lineup. Tell them to tear it apart if they need to. But um, all of our DraftKings and FanDuel picks are in the DFS pass, so you can get those. Ben Cummins, Robert Wozniak, that come out on Thursday. Um, if you want just straight picks, but we're going to go through this first game. And uh, man, I cannot believe we're talking about the Lions and the Jaguars uh, this week. And I titled this two defenses who would like you to hold their beer because <laughs> <laughs> the Lions and the Jaguars just cannot play defense. This game has a 54 and a half point total. The Lions are three and a half point road favorites. The line actually opened up at 53. So people have been betting it up. But what do you see in this game in terms of what do we how do we want to attack it?
1: Yeah, I'm super excited about this game for a lot of reasons. Uh, the first one, I, I feel like, I feel like through the course of August, people were talking about Matthew Stafford as a fantastic late round quarterback pick in in redraft leagues and in best ball formats. It was like all about Matthew Stafford, and through one month of the season, everyone's like, eh, Matthew Stafford's been all right," but we can't forget. There was no Kenny Galladay for multiple games coming off the hamstring strain. Now they're coming off of a bye week with extra time to prepare for arguably the league's worst defense. And they're banged up like crazy. They missed uh, one of their best linebackers Miles Jack last week. They missed C.J. Henderson, their best corner last week. They missed a defensive lineman as well last week. So they're banged up on defense to make matters worse for Jacksonville. I think Matthew Stafford and stacking him with Kenny Galladay this week. I mean, I'm just so, so excited about that stack. And, hey, I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention your boy, Marv, at least once on the show talking about this game. But I I really want to build around Matthew Stafford if I'm stacking this game.
0: Yeah, Matthew Stafford is someone we're going to talk about this week. Next week, they play Atlanta. So the Lions are set up um, in an awesome way. He's 6,300 on DK. Jacksonville's dead last in past DVOA. They're not getting after the quarterback, 31st in adjusted sack rate. I mean, they're just giving up uh points their second most uh in yards per play third most in points per drive i could just inundate you with stats about how bad the jaguars have been but yeah you can stack him i I think marvin jones is someone that i want to go back to because no one does especially in tournaments but in uh in cash lineups i mean it's got to be it's got to be kenny g so smooth oh my
1: god oh Oh, man we just need to let this play yeah it's, it's been a while since he's been he's been out for a smash week in DFS so we need him this week.
0: I needed to play that um, just to comfort my own soul. I traded away Kenny G this past week in a home league. He was one of my keepers and I wanted to keep him just for the fact of that drop but um, traded him for Miles Sanders and uh, looked pretty good uh, this past week won me a week. but uh, yeah this this is a game that you can stack and the reason why we like it is because there are affordable options on both sides. I mean, really, the person you'd be paying up for the most is James Robinson, which on DK, he's still only 6800 He's getting 19 opportunities per game. Detroit ranks 31st in DVOA versus the run. I'm open to going to him in cash. Last week, he let people down. Are you comfortable with him as a cash game play?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, especially on a slate like this, you know, you mentioned the names that aren't available to us at the running back position. And James Robinson is a guy who's just week after week after week getting a ton of volume every running back in the NFL is going to have a down week here or there. So we can't really hold it against them too much. And, you know, our boy Ben Cummins in the preseason wrote up an article about defenses we want to attack every single week on the ground. And that's the Lions, man. They, they cannot stop the run. Um, 31st in DVOA against the run. They are not good. So yes, give me James Robinson. I love that as a piece to kind of bring it back with on that side of the ball. If you're building some Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay stacks. I also want to talk a little bit about LaVisca Chenault. I feel like he is is quietly flying under the radar as a guy who's been really productive. I mean, he might be popular. His price is really affordable, especially on FanDuel at 5,800. On DK, it's 5,200. But he's a guy who I think you can can play in cash this week. I think he's viable. He's seeing volume. And I'm nervous about DJ Chark this week coming off the ankle injury. We'll see if he actually ends up playing. But in games where Gardner Minshew doesn't have DJ Chark this year, we've seen him actually not really be able to come out and produce and hit his ceiling. So I feel like that's a a fade for me in this matchup. I'm going Matthew Stafford stacks and bringing it back with some combination of James Robinson and then potentially Lavisca Chenault.
0: Well, yeah, what's the status on DJ Chark? Um, I mean, everything I've seen, he didn't practice on Wednesday, so that's all we have right now. But my expectation is that he won't play this week. Have you heard anything else? No, I'm
1: with you on that. And, you know, for our listeners, we record this on Wednesday night, so we don't have the Thursday or Friday practice reports. Uh, Definitely check out the Injury Blitz podcast, though, where I will be hosting that and and talking more about injuries. Um, But he does have an injury history going all the way back to college. And so that's relevant for his ankle. Missed last year a couple of games with the ankle injury. So I'm pretty pessimistic on his outlook this week, even if he's active. And so maybe if he is active, we can kind of look at, okay, Uh, projected roster percentage will be more on chart than it actually should be. And it might open up some nice value plays on the Jaguars side of the ball.
0: Yeah, there's three wide receivers here with the Jaguars that I'm actually interested in. Uh, You know, Chenault, he's going to be the most popular. He's averaging 12 DK points per game. A little bit lower is Keelan Cole, 4,900. He's had five targets in every single game. And then I'll throw it out there. If you want a dart throw this week in a tournament, uh, Chris Conley's only 3,600 on DK. Detroit's allowing deep targets on 15 plus percent of their attempts, uh, opponents attempts, which is second highest. And when Chark was out week three, he saw eight targets, four of them were deep. They didn't connect with Gardner Minshew. So if you want to just, you know, mix this up in a different way, if you're stacking this game, Stafford, maybe Galladay, and then Robinson, and maybe pick a wide receiver. If you think this game is going to hit the over, Uh, I don't mind that at all. Anything about these tight ends, Tyler Eifert's kind of hurt right now. So James O'Shaughnessy's had some snaps, TJ Hawkinson is the tight end four. Like we said, there's no tight ends this week. He's the tight end four on DK. Interested at all?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I think you can you can even go double stack here if you want to build Stafford, Galladay, Hawkinson stacks. I think it's really in play because like we talked about, this Jaguars defense is just bleeding points to opposing offenses. And actually, it was really intriguing. In Kenny Galladay's first game back off of the hamstring strain, uh, TJ Hawkinson's usage and his routes run and, and those metrics all actually increased. So it's almost as if Kenny Galladay being back in the lineup opens up the middle of the field for Hawkinson to be productive. So I actually think he's he's really intriguing play. The price is great on FanDuel at $5,700. All
0: right. So what's your take on the line? It's like I said, it's 54 and a half right now. The Lions are three and a half point road favorites.
1: Yeah, I talked about it a little bit with kind of fading Gardner Minshew when he doesn't have Chark in the lineup. So I'm going to take the under and it's not because I don't think this is a great game for us to, to attack. I'm just not sure that Uh, Jacksonville can really hold up their end of the bargain here with this game total. Like I said, I I feel more confident in the lions in this matchup.
0: Yeah, I'll take the under as well, but not by much. Um, I just think that these teams also sometimes just can't convert third downs and the defenses are bad. So don't get me wrong. These defenses are really, really bad, but there's going to be some drives where they just don't convert. All right, next game. It is my Falcons. Jeez, man. Oh, and fives. That's, uh, (laughs) <laughs> that's something that's, dep- that's depressing uh some of my friends falcons fans we were saying all right so we're competing with the giants and the jets to like be bad like that's that's the conversation that we're in right now it's just like let's be bad like these really 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 bad teams just falcons that topic, man. that's what we need to do um i i feel bad for dan quinn he's a classy guy uh, he wrote a great article that I got to read, but it was it was time to move on. Um, the Falcons play at the Vikings. Vikings are one and four. This game has a fifty four and a half total. Vikings are three and a half point home favorites, which they should be. And there's a lot to like on the Minnesota side. There's a lot of uh, value because likely Dalvin Cook's out, and so Alexander Madison steps in. He is priced up. So realize we're not getting a cheap play. Um, they price this knowing that. Madison would be the guy. So on DraftKings, he's seventy two hundred. On FanDuel, he's seven thousand. Is Alexander Madison someone you want to put in your lineup?
1: He's gonna be a great play this week. I mean, he's he's a guy who came out last week without Cook in the lineup. Played forty three snaps. Mike Boone, the backup, played five. Now, I'm not sure if that was just a result of oh, you know, oh gosh, like Cook's out madison get in there but maybe they game plan a little bit more to split i'm not sure i do think he's a great play though i wish he was cheaper i wish he didn't, he didn't get priced up as much as he did because in cash formats if he was cheaper i mean there's no way i wouldn't have him in my lineup but i do think he's going to be pretty chalky. yet do you have a projected ownership percentage on alexander madison this week um i saw him over 20 percent. yeah that's what i'm thinking too so i think he's more of a cash game play for me than a gpp type of play because we know the falcons right i mean Sorry, Kyle, but they can give up points to any position. It really doesn't matter. Tight end, wide receiver, running back, quarterback, whatever. It doesn't matter. And so maybe you look at this game and you say, "Okay, if everyone is going to be on Alexander Madison, maybe I'll just pivot in GPPs and go with Kirk Cousins stacks, you know, with the pass catchers there and a sneaky, sneaky tight end that we're going to talk about here in just a minute.
0: Yeah, Kirk Cousins, 6100 on DK, 7100 on FanDuel. Falcons are bad. Like we said, they're QBs. Get this. Opposing QBs have averaged 345 passing yards and three TDs a game uh, against these. But Cousins hasn't been a high-volume guy. You know, he hasn't thrown over 260 yards yet, but this could be the game. And I love the options in the passing game. I mean, Thielen is a cash game play at 7,300. Justin Jefferson on Fandle is only 5,900. I love him for tournaments. I think uh he's gonna bounce back. Last two weeks has been down from that 30 point game. But Justin Jefferson is someone that if you don't want to play Madison and you want a piece of this game, I love Justin Jefferson. And come on, dude, let's let's talk about our boy Big Irv. Oh, Big Irv. Yes. <laughs> I'm am about so
1: excited about, about Big Irv. If, if people don't know who that is, that's Irv Smith Jr., the tight end for the Vikings. He uh is young, he was a an Alabama tight end kind of took a little bit of a while to, to reach his, his I guess, a breakout, so to speak, in the NFL. And we still haven't seen the ceiling, but man, if there was ever a game for him to get there, it is against the Falcons. They are bleeding points to the tight end, the most fantasy points to tight ends so far this season. And really what I'm excited about is the mini breakout we saw last week against Seattle. He ran the most routes of the season last week, uh, had his best stat line, was involved in the game. And, and I'm really excited about that because... People might think, okay, if Irv Smith is, is productive, then obviously Kyle Rudolph has to be coming off the field, right? Well, no, his role didn't change at all. And so what, what that tells me is that this offensive staff is saying, all right, Irv Smith needs to get involved in some way. Whether we get him on in the, in the slot or two tight end cents or whatever it is, let's get him on the field. So I'm really, really intrigued with Irv Smith here. I mean, $2,500 on DraftKings. If you want to p- punt tight end this week, that is a play, in, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and I I put out an article earlier this week about how to properly execute a punt play. And this is what you want. You want someone who's a basement level, stone cold minimum, that's running routes, that has opportunity, a team that runs two tight end sets against a team that gives up a ton of points. And here's the thing about punt plays is that when you have someone like Irv Smith in your lineup, it opens up the opportunity for you to jam in a couple more studs. But you're also not asking Irv Smith in cash to get you 20 points. You're asking him to get five. You're asking him to get 10 points, and he can do that. And so I was building my lineups, and I noticed that if I got Irv Smith, then I could actually get up to Calvin Ridley on the other side. Uh, I love it. Which I think he's a great play. You know, 7,800 on DK. Uh, He's getting the type of targets and the air yard share when Julio's out. Yes, he goosed two two weeks ago, but um, this past week, um, it was great. So yeah, I love... If you're going to do cousins, um, maybe Thielen and Smith, and while everyone else goes to Madison and then stack it with Ridley, you're going to be a little different than everyone else. Um, I like Ridley. Uh, man, who else do you like on the Falcons side?
1: Oh, not much, to be honest with you. I mean, these other players are just so thin. Russell Gage, uh, I don't even know how to say the guy's first name, Zacchaeus. Olamide Zacchaeus, Olamide yeah. I mean, he was like the The punt play at wide receiver last week, and it just didn't work out. It's it's a thin play, but it is a good matchup, obviously, with the Vikings. They've been getting beat through the air a ton. But Matt Ryan has just crumbled without Julio. I mean, in games where Julio has either left early uh, or not played, he's been the quarterback 27, 25, and 21 in those three weeks so far. So I'm just nervous about the offense in general outside of Calvin Ridley, who we know he's going to dominate the target share. So outside of that, it's really just contrarian plays that you're hoping for in a GPP. I don't really want any of these pieces besides Ridley uh, in cash, to be honest with you.
0: And if you're wondering why we never mentioned Todd Gurley that much in these Falcons games, is that he doesn't really offer you a ceiling because he's so touchdown dependent. And so you're basically having to say, can he get two touchdowns? He did this past week. Uh, and Minnesota has allowed the eighth most rushing yards. So in terms of floor I'm seeing him establish that more and more but not for tournaments he's not really the player that I want especially on the road as an underdog for me it's mostly calvin Ridley and if you want to get cute maybe Hayden Hurst but he's running routes but i it's just not getting me there where I want to use him each week for your vegas pick are you gonna actually pick my falcons
1: I think I am and really this is a This isn't a strong take. I don't have a super strong conviction for the Falcons, but they're 0-5. They should have already won two or three games. The Vikings, to be honest, are not that good of a team. If this was a three-point spread, I might take the Vikings, but since we get that extra half point, I'll take the Falcons. They're going to get the first win this week, Kyle, for you, or at least cover the spread, hopefully.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cover the spread. Is that even a win for us? No. It Um, is now. (laughs) I'm going to... (laughs) I'm going to take the Vikings just so emotionally I can feel better if the Falcons win. But once again, we're not giving betting advice. We're just saying what we would do in terms of how we see the game script uh, roll out in this one. Next one is an AFC North battle. Cleveland Browns four and one at the Pittsburgh Steelers who are four and oh, which is cool to see. It's cool to see that these teams are super competitive. Baltimore's right there. I mean, AFC North might get three teams in the playoffs, uh, which is pretty great. Pittsburgh Is three and a half point favorites this game is a 51 point total so what do you like in this game do you feel like Cleveland can hang with the Steelers I just feel like Baker when he gets under pressure and we know that the Steelers can get pressure on the quarterback he just crumbles so what is your thoughts
1: yeah it's a it's a really tricky and I think intriguing spot to talk about because the Steelers, I mean, I feel like there's this idea out there that the Steelers have just this like amazing secondary. They're getting beat a ton by wide receivers. Exhibit A, uh, Travis Fulham last week for my Eagles went off and it had a fantastic game. But, you know, it, it wasn't just him. We've seen this week after week after week. They are really strong up front, but they, they lack um, the ability to shut down wide receivers in the secondary so far this year. And so That might say to you, okay, like I'm really excited about guys like Jarvis Landry and Odo Beckham Jr. And I will have a little bit of exposure to them. But like you, I share the sentiment that I'm a little bit nervous about Baker Mayfield in this matchup. He hasn't really had a a huge ceiling yet this year anyway. They're still running the ball a ton and building around the running game. So, yeah, I'm not super excited about the Browns in this one. But I am really excited about the Steelers side of the ball in this matchup.
0: Yeah, the Cleveland defense... You know, they have some awesome pieces, Miles Garrett, you know, Denzel Ward are the big names that everyone knows about, but they just can't get off the field. Like they're allowing their opponents to play fast. Their opponents have the eighth highest pace in terms of seconds per play, but they're allowing the second most passing yards and the most wide receiver fantasy points. Hear that again, the most wide receiver fantasy points, and they're facing a Steelers team that is just plush. You know, they're just flush with wide receivers that we want to play, including our boy Chase Claypool. Uh, he's priced up a little bit more, but on Fandle, he's still only $5,500. He will be popular. I bet, you know, I haven't seen the numbers, but I bet he'll be 15 plus percent because people are going to want to play this guy and they're going to play it against a team that when you look at them in in the matchup, it's going to be green and it's going to say 32nd likely. Uh, but what do we know about Deontay Johnson? Do we have any status update about his injury?
1: Uh, as of now, as of Wednesday night, we don't have a huge update limited in practice today on Wednesday, but I'm projecting that he actually will play and be effective. Um, the beat reporters that I trust that I follow have looked good, like as far as his recovery. So again, monitor the practice reports, see what happens throughout the week. But I think he's a really, really intriguing play because like you said, everyone is going to be on Claypool. Meanwhile, Deontay Johnson has, has left this kind of gross taste in everyone's mouth because of the fact that he's left two of his four games so far because of injury. But in the two games that he didn't leave leave early, the first two weeks of the season, he was getting peppered with targets. And even though he still left early in two or four games, he is still leading this team in targets. So uh, to me, he that just screams GPP type of play here in this matchup. Like you said, we, we, we want to attack the Cleveland secondary. And Deontay Johnson, I feel like, is going to be potentially a single-digit roster percentage type of player in GPPs.
0: Yes. I love all these receivers. Juju, Deontay, Chase Claypool, even James Washington. He still has the second most routes run on Pittsburgh, but I don't trust them for cash because I don't know which one it's going to be. Uh, big Ben is a really safe cash play. You know, he doesn't offer anything on the ground, but you know, two to three touchdowns seem very foreseeable in this game. So uh, I love big Ben. He has a ceiling too. Uh, James Connor seems safe last three weeks, 18, 21 and 18 opportunities. Uh, I don't mind him at 7,100 and DraftKings, but do you have a certain lean on what you're going to do with these wide receivers?
1: It's tough. I, I'll probably have a little bit of exposure to all these guys. Like I talked about with Deontay Johnson, I do like him quite a bit. I'm going to play a decent amount of him. I'm probably going to fade Chase Claypool this week, and it's not because I don't think he can have a good game. Clearly, we've seen it. But in DFS, you just want to remind yourself that this is a... a larger sample size that you want to hone in on, not just a week-to-week type of situation. Otherwise, you would just play whoever had the most points the week before and assume that you're going to win. And obviously, it doesn't work like that. So I will probably fade Chase Claypool and lean more towards Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster. People are so down on Juju. And I get it. The The box scores haven't been great. But to me, that's an, a situation where we can attack in DFS and say, all right, GPPs, he's a guy that people are not going to be on. But he's got a great matchup, and I'm sure you'll talk about this in the wide receiver cornerback matchup in the DFS pass. So please check that out. But the guy he's going to up against in the slot has given up an 80% completion percentage, 142 yards and a touchdown on 20 targets. I mean, he is going to come out and have such easy receptions this week. I think he's a really, really good GPP play.
0: Eric Ebron is also someone that I like this week. Uh, Cleveland's allowed the second most catches to tight ends this year. And, you know, he's getting the snaps. So Vance McDonald is not a thing. Poor guy. He was cool. That one stiff arm, man. That, we'll always remember that. Um, uh, thanks a lot. But Ebron <laughs> at 4,100 on DK is another great play. The Steelers defense, uh, you have to pay up for the Ravens this week on defense or the top defense on DraftKings, but you can actually drop down about $900 and get the Steelers, which I think they have just the highest ceiling against Baker Mayfield. Let me ask one more name on here, Kareem Hunt. What do you do with him? You know he's going to get the work. 6-900 on DK, he's definitely in play in terms of the volume, but do you want to roster him in cash?
1: It's so tough on a slate like this because if we had other guys that are um, our list of names to pick from, CEH, guys like Zeke, Uh, Then it would be like, oh, yeah, let's just fade cream hunt and and take those safer plays. But he's getting so much work. I mean, he is a true, true three down workhorse. And in cash, that usually works for you. Um, But man, this Steelers front, if you exclude that Miles Sanders run from last week, which went for 74 yards and I was jumping up and down on the couch, uh, just so you know, they are giving up 2.06 yards per carry on the season. That is insane as a defense. For the Steelers but Kareem Hunt is insanely talented he's involved in the in the you know the passing game he's involved close to the goal line so he'll have those high leverage opportunities I feel stuck with Kareem Hunt I'll probably have a little bit of him this week but I don't think I'm going to build around him like I did last week
0: the image I have stuck in my mind is uh is you the way that Tom Cruise was jumping up and down on that Oprah show uh like a crazy (laughs) man and I assume that that was you. I was cheering at the same time because I haven't been redraft and I didn't expect a 74-yard touchdown against the Steelers. But um, yeah, I'm going to keep that image and just let let it be that. You don't have to explain anything else to me, Betts. No words. <laughs> uh, and I'll just say Odo Beckham is a fine play on FanDuel. He's a much better value there at 6,700. We haven't seen a yardage ceiling. Uh, you put the stat in there. He hasn't cleared 90 yards since over a year ago so like we haven't seen him go for one of those games he used to go for with the Giants where it's like 140 and two touchdowns it's it's not quite there he just has to be super efficient and I don't love that against the Steelers but if I had to pick one site it would be FanDuel. what's your Vegas pick
1: Yeah, dude, this is, I mean, again, we're not a betting show, so take this with a grain of salt, but this is one of my favorite plays on the week. Pittsburgh minus three and a half. I think this is going to be one where Cleveland maybe shows their true colors. I mean, they really haven't had a tough, tough schedule so far this year. They've played pretty soft uh, opponents. The Bengals, I mean, we're talking about guys like the, the Cowboys are obviously not a good team. Like they haven't played anyone really good. And the only time they did was the Ravens and they got absolutely smashed. So I'm not convinced the Browns are very good. The Steelers I know are a very good team and I think they're kind of going to come out and show that in this matchup.
0: Yep. Give me Steelers minus three and a half. This next one, I'm calling it the battle for Bay supremacy. We're talking about Green Bay at Tampa Bay. So this is a chance for Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers to establish Bay dominance, alpha male of the Bay. Who's it going to be? Which Hall of Famers is this going to be? This game opened up. I saw 51 and a half. It's not 54 points. And the Packers, who are 4 0, are 2.5 point road favorites. So, how do you want to attack this game? We have some big names in here. We have Devontae Adams coming back off an injury. Do you think you could actually lay down that cash? I mean, he's 8,000 on DraftKings, he's 9,000 on FanDuel. Are you going to play him coming off this injury?
1: I feel pretty confident about him as far as his health is concerned. That price, though, is just—I mean, for a guy that hasn't played in several weeks, you would think potentially we get a little discount from our friends over at DraftKings and FanDuel. But that is not the case this week, and so the only thing that really turns me off of Devontae Adams is—is is the price. But this defense—if you want to attack. Uh, the Tampa defense, it's not on the ground. I mean, they are being, they are so, so good on the ground. They're first in the league in terms of rushing yards allowed per game. Um, you have the stat in here 42 rushing yards per game is insane. It is absolutely insane. Um, so you want to attack them through the air. So I do want to spend up in a couple of lineups, especially GPP type lineups with Aaron Rodgers and uh, Devontae Adams stacks but in cash I think I'll probably spend down at wide receiver to make sure that I get the best plays at running back because like we talked about the running back choices this week are just slim to none so yeah I think he's more of a GPP type of play this week
0: I, I'm with you too I was trying to look at lineups if you put in Rogers who's priced up as well with Adams that's 30% of your budget right there gone between two ton. players yeah. and you and you haven't even touched running back yet so that's not a great way to build a cash lineup uh, there is a ceiling for both of those players Carlton Davis has played pretty well the last couple of weeks so it, it's a tough matchup and you brought it up Aaron Jones is a tough matchup on DraftKings he's the RB1 if you take out CMC and Dalvin Cook in terms of salary you have to pay up for all of those players you got to pay up for your boy Robert Tanyan after a three touchdown game he's he's the get this Robert Tanyan Robert Tanyan Harding is the tight end two <laughs> That might be my favorite, my
1: favorite nickname for the footballers this year is Robert Tonning Harding.
0: <laughs> I, I tried so hard with that one. I put it in the doc. I was like highlighted it and the, and Andy went for it. So uh, Robert Tanya Harding is 6'2". <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm cracking up. Our listeners need to know our show doc actually has a figure skate <laughs> emoji next to his name on the doc because we're rolling with the nickname Robert Tanyan Harding. And I, I feel like I need to play him in at least three lineups this week with that nickname. So, uh, yep, I'm in. <laughs>
0: he's got the, he's like, you can't say Marcos Valdez Scantling. You know, it's the full name. It's Robert Tanyan Harding Exactly. Is, uh, is, uh, is his name, but uh, he's the tight end too. So you got to pay up for him as well. Uh, on the Bucs side of the ball, what do you think about Ronald Jones? 106 yards last week. Didn't play a lot of third downs a couple weeks ago, but Green Bay is tied for the most fantasy points allowed to running backs per game. So through, you know, four games, they're giving up on the ground and he's only 5,800 on FanDuel. And if you guys don't know why we recommend certain sites to play certain people, usually FanDuel prices are, are a lot higher. They're at least, you know, $600 to $1,000 higher. So you can kind of tell what is value. Whenever a player is priced lower on FanDuel, that's a value. I mean that's a big deal. And so Ronald Jones, six thousand on DK, only fifty eight hundred on FanDuel, which fits his skill set a little bit more. Are you interested in Rojo?
1: Yeah, the, our, our good friends over at FanDuel are imploring us to play Ronald Jones on on their site. I mean, fifty eight hundred dollars is insanely cheap. So I will play him there. And it's only because on FanDuel, like we, you know, we've talked about in the past, it's not full PPR like DraftKings. And so Really, when you're looking at one-dimensional running backs that don't catch the football a ton, it doesn't hurt you that much because if he gets 80 to 100 yards on the ground and finds the end zone, he's going to pay off his salary, and that's a great play, and he can do that there. I am worried about Ronald Jones on DraftKings. His price isn't egregious. It's $6,000, but you look at what he did last week. I mean, he literally played zero snaps on third down. It was Keyshawn Vaughn on every single third down snap, and to me, that just screams no ceiling in on DraftKings. I mean, you need him to basically come out and go for like 130 on the ground and a touchdown or two if you're playing him a GPP. So for me, he's a full fade on DraftKings. I will play him on FanDuel, um, especially because the matchup, like you said, on the ground game with Green Bay is just so, so good. They're getting destroyed on
0: the ground. Let's talk about those Bucks pass catchers. Chris Godwin. Potentially coming back from his hamstring injury. Mike Evans is scoring touchdowns, but not really doing a ton else. I love that he put his TD rate in here right now. 17.1%. That's not real, folks. That's like not (laughs) at all possible. 10% is crazy. 17% is just out of this world.
1: Yeah, and and to me, that just screams red flag. Like One of these weeks, Mike Evans is going to let you down. If you've played him through the first five weeks of the season, you're happy because... He's scoring touchdowns every single week, but yeah, I mean, he's, he leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns. He is 23rd in targets. Eventually those numbers are going to, going to kind of balance out and you're going to come up with a pretty bad, uh, stat line for Mike Evans one of these weeks. So again, I'm not really super excited about him. I'll have him in a couple of game stacks with the Packers, uh, coming back with Mike Evans. But again, I'm not building around him by any means this week.
0: Yeah, this is an interesting game because this will be the one that people talk about um, just because of the big names. Uh, But there's a lot of names that, I don't know, could be trapped. And so we want to bring them up. So as you're sifting through the names, you say, okay, Devontae Adams, big name. I want to play him, but I should probably only play him in GPPs. Ronald Jones, ah, I probably should only play him on FanDuel. Tom Brady, he's fine. I think you're fine if you're there, but I'm not super excited it's a good Packers team, uh. So for me, in terms of the Vegas total, I actually like the under. I, I feel like fifty-four is a little high. People betted it up from fifty-one and a half, but fifty-four points feels a little high, especially against two defenses that are, you know, middle of the road. So, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think the under is actually a really good play. And you know, I think it's okay too. Just real quick before I give my take, um, which I know everyone comes to this podcast for my my betting takes, your hot um, takes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, making people millions. Um, I, this is a game where, you know, it's okay. And DFS is sometimes listen to the show and say, this is a full fade based off what these guys are saying and based off what my research is telling me. And the more we talk, Kyle, like, I feel like I might just be a full fade on this game. So I'm, I'm putting that out there for the people. Uh, but I am going to go with green Bay covering the spread here. I think they win this game.
0: It is a great feeling when you fade a game and it doesn't, you know, help a lot of other people in DFS because you look at that game, you're like, Oh, that's not. No one's moving up the leaderboards at all. Um, It's dangerous to do a full fade, but sometimes you really need to do it to hone in on just a couple other games. And this next one, I am excited about. You are probably excited about because you saw those Tennessee Titans on Tuesday night destroy the Bills. And really, Ryan Tannehill is on a crazy, crazy streak. They're just really efficient. This team uh, is third in place per game. They have the highest rush success rate. They have the third best early down success rate. They're just efficient across the board. And, you know, you look at A.J. Brown, like he doesn't put up. He didn't put up crazy yardage totals this past week, but just like you knew when they were going to throw in the ball, good things were going to happen. But this game has a 53 and a half point total. The Titans are three point favorites over the Texans, which I didn't even <laughs> mention the Texans, I think. But um, <laughs> whoops. This is uh, the Titans they, game. <laughs> <laughs> this is the titans game and and texans you know they got to win this past week they didn't need uh bob at all and uh deshaun watson looked a lot better but yeah let's talk about the titans side first before we figure out how we're gonna maybe stack this game Tannehill is 5900 on DraftKings. that is egregious for a player that just scored you know three touchdowns and it's been awesome this year so is Tannehill in consideration for cash
1: oh for sure especially with that price He's a guy that I will probably look at first. I talked about Matthew Stafford quite a bit. I love him as well this week. But to me, when you look at the pricing and what these guys can do, yeah, to me, Ryan Tannehill is is a great play here, especially in cash.
0: And I'm going to serve this up to you because this is probably one of the things that DraftKings made the biggest mistake on this past week. And the reason they did it is because the game was played Tuesday night. DraftKings sets the salaries on Monday. And so... They had no idea if AJ Brown was going to play, much less go off and help me win a week in redraft. AJ Brown is one of my favorite players in the league for helping my team, the Geriatric Diapers, get a win in our redraft <laughs> league. So, really proud of that squad. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you guys are all here to hear about my redraft team. Um, but Absolutely. AJ that's, Brown, that's why I'm here. AJ Brown, 5,600 on DK. I mean, you what? have to play him in cash
1: <laughs> yeah to me i will not build a cash lineup without aj brown we were um messing each other messaging each other today in slack about uh the slate and kind of like building some lineups around it and i just i looked at your roster and you showed me the dk price on on aj brown and i was like that has to be a mistake like how is that real i mean 5600 dollars. he is just the i think he is single-handedly the best value on the entire slate so Yes. I mean, you look at what he did against Houston last year, 21 targets, 12 receptions, 238 yards, two touchdowns in those two games against Houston. So he's beaten them before. And you look at Ryan Tannehill, right? Like when you watch the game on Tuesday night, A.J. Brown was the first and second read on every single passing play. So, yeah, he's going to have volume. He's extremely explosive with the ball in his hands. I, I absolutely love him this week. I want him in almost every every lineup.
0: And everyone's going to identify A.J. Brown as the value this week. So if you um, read articles or you hear see people on Twitter talk about A.J. Brown, ignore how popular he's going to be for cash. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me roster percentages in cash very much at all. Like pretty much ignore them. Play the team that you think is going to do the best. Um, I usually play 50-50s, and so I'm trying to basically say if there's 100 plus people uh in the contest that I'm doing, I gotta be better than 50 of them. I can do that, and so ignore the percentage. He's gonna be super popular. Janu Smith will probably be super popular. He's the tight end one uh, on the season in terms of half point leagues, which is crazy considering he's only played four games. Uh, he's just awesome. He's elite after the catch. He's someone that we talked about before the season uh, on footballers we talked about who could be this year's mark andrews and he was the number one candidate that i brought up in that article johnny smith is just awesome on FanDuel. i love him at 5800 he's a cash game play if you don't want to play aj brown then maybe do johnny smith here's my question i'm, I'm having this issue can you have multiple Titan? let's say you have Tannehill, you have aj brown in your cash lineup can you also have johnny smith too is that like asking too much
1: I think in normal circumstances where we would have other guys that we want to play, I probably would say, yes, it's too much. But man, the matchup with Houston is just a dream scenario. And like you talked about, I mean... There's just certain teams sometimes that you have to throw these like efficiency metrics out the window or regression out the window. Like all offseason, we talked about how the Titans couldn't do what they did last year. Now they're coming out where literally they weren't even in their own building for 12 days and they came out and smashed against the Bills with just insane efficiency. What Arthur Smith is doing as the OC is fantastic for Ryan Tannehill in the passing game. So I think you can, man. I mean, I think Ryan Tannehill has enough ceiling and stability at the quarterback position to get A.J. Brown there and to get John o. Smith there. So yeah, I think it's viable this
0: week. We haven't even mentioned Derrick Henry yet, and we're talking about the Titans. And the last time he played the Texans, no big deal, 211 rushing yards, three touchdowns. I will play him in cash, especially on DraftKings. You know, a lot of times DraftKings is a place where Derrick Henry gets poo-pooed on because he doesn't catch passes, but 7,300 is a value on FanDuel, he's all the way up at 9000 So you're paying a little bit more there. That's his skill set. But yeah, I have him in my cash game lineup right now for DraftKings. I mean, right now my lineup has Tannehill, Henry, and A.J. Brown. <laughs> I might mix it up and just go with two just to play it safe. <laughs> but man, that I love all four of those guys. You should be building around them in tournaments, mix and matching, which means on the other side of the ball, you need to figure out what's the best way that the Texans are going to score on the Titans. So uh, David Johnson, are you going there? To me, he is
1: a contrarian GPP play, and that's the only situation. Um, I I mean, David Johnson, outside of week one, has looked just pretty meh. And, And I saw a report today that potentially they want to get Duke Johnson more involved in the passing game this week. So yeah, David Johnson's tough. I mean, he's seeing volume. He's, he's okay in like redraft formats, but in DFS, where we want ceiling. He just isn't getting there. So I think I'm a, I'm a full fade here on, on DJ in week six.
0: What about Brandon cooks? He blew up this past week and I actually had him in like, I played like maybe five GPP lineups and I had him in four of them. So I was feeling pretty, pretty good getting Brandon cooks in there. Cause no one wanted to play him. <laughs> uh, would you in a tournament say Cooks or Fuller or both?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're we're talking about our favorite plays, our favorite um stacks, game stacks on this slate. And as you guys have heard me say a couple times, and, and Kyle too, like there's certain plays that even though we're talking about them on the show, we don't actually love that much. But I love this matchup. And so if you if you are putting your your you know your flag in the ground, uh you're planting your flag on this game and you're saying, all right, t- Titans are going to smash, I'm going to bring it back with a Texan, I would almost say do it with two of them because the target share is pretty condensed b- between Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, and we saw Deshaun Watson come out and of- have a good game last week. I think he can kind of get going here in the middle half or the middle uh, third of the year, I guess I should say, against the Titans. So, yes, I think you can play both Fuller and Cooks in a lineup where you're building around Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Jonu Smith, etc.
0: Fuller is a major value on Fanduel. He's actually cheaper on Fandle. So like I mentioned earlier, when someone's cheaper on Fanduel, that's saying you need to play him. So I like him a lot on Fandle at 6,700. You can stack him with Deshaun Watson. He's a little bit more expensive this week because those other quarterbacks are off. But uh, Watson's, you know, he's up for play. If you want to do Watson instead of Tannehill, then, um, you know, maybe that's a way to go at this game. But yeah, I, I just, I like this game. The Titans, I mean, I didn't, know that they would become a team that we're saying i want all the pieces for this team usually you would pick one maybe two but yeah the titans man i'm gonna go titans minus three i'm with you man titans minus three all right let's duke it out dfs battle royale we're still tied up after this past week and uh We're going to use DraftKings this week, and in Battle Royale, what we do, remember, is we pick a couple of categories, and this is a chance for you, while you're listening, wherever you're doing this, you know, if you're listening, you're on a run. You're on like a, I don't know, uh, a 5K run, or you are sitting on the toilet listening to (laughs) us. I don't judge you. I don't even know what you look like right now, but I'm glad you're here, and we're going to give you a chance as we go through these categories to do the same thing to hear what we're talking about and then just say, hey, who would be a quarterback this week in the top five that you think will pay off? So the category we're doing is top five quarterback in terms of points per dollar. Who do you like best this week on DraftKings?
1: Yeah, at the quarterback position, I'm going to go with Big Ben. We talked about the game and the environment where we want to build around Steelers. I mean, in the AFC, they are dead last in terms of touchdown passes allowed two opposing offenses that is Cleveland. So yes, big Ben's going to come out and have a great week coming off of a good week last week. I think he keeps it going here. And at $6,700 on DK, I think he's actually a really, really good play this
0: week. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. His price has just continually dropped. It was 8,200 in week two, then 8,100 in week three and four, 7,900 last week. He's only at 7,700 now. And that's starting to creep into the area where you go, okay, I know he hasn't paid off. I know that things haven't gone big yet, but Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews are players that I think could win you a week this week. And we mentioned earlier, but it's Mark Andrews at the top in terms of what you need to pay. I will pay up for him because there's so many other plays that aren't that great. So in cash right now, I have Mark Andrews as my tight end uh, because he just feels so safe. And uh, I think he's just set up really well. So Lamar Jackson, Give me a running back under 6.5 K on DraftKings.
1: All right. I'm going with David Montgomery. And as you can tell, I'm not,
0: <laughs> sound I'm nervous. Not that.
1: Yeah. I'm not that excited about it, but he's $5,800 and it's a great, great value. He's going up against Carolina and we've seen what they have been this year against the ground game against opposing offenses. And, and to be honest, it has not been good. It has been quite bad actually. So, David Montgomery is the play. The only reason I say that with a little hesitation is just because we've seen him have games where he's kind of faded off and really not come out and smashed where he should have. But going up against you this week, David Montgomery is the play, and I think he's going to have a great week.
0: I think it's a great pick. If you scroll on DraftKings, it says 32nd next to him. I mean, Carolina's giving it up on the ground. I think that's a great play. I'm going to go up a little further. Uh, I think this is the week for Jonathan Taylor. I think this is the week where he actually pays off 6,400. Um, I feel like he's not quite there yet for me in cash. Like I just need to see a little bit more. Jordan Wilkins is getting way too many attempts. That guy needs to go away. But Jonathan Taylor Thomas at 6,400, you can play. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is a 90s heartthrob. Don't play him. Play Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pro reference. I know. Wide receiver. Under four thousand, so this is someone who's like a basically a punt play. Uh, who are you looking at?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna punt with Demir Bird, uh, and if you don't even know who that is, he is a wide receiver for the New England Patriots, who we haven't even seen on a football field in a couple of weeks because of all this COVID nonsense. But they're coming back, and last time we saw the Patriots on the field, Demir Bird saw ten targets. And no one's really talking about Demir Bird. I think he's a really sneaky GPP punt type of play. I mean, honestly, he's going to be like 3% rostered or 4% rostered in tournaments. So I like him a lot because Cam Newton was looking his way uh, quite a bit. And Denver has been kind of susceptible to the passing attack so far this year. So Demir Bird, I will take him here at $3,500 in DraftKings.
0: That game, I've kind of overlooked it this past week because, you know, Cam's been on COVID list. You know, we haven't really seen them play. We don't know what to do, but yeah, Broncos are totally beatable and I love that price. I will go with someone who is the stone cold minimum and I was talking about him today on Twitter. He's the player that's run the most routes the last two weeks in the NFL. I'm talking about Jeff Smith.
1: Oh, of course.
0: (laughs) Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith sounds like the most bland person that you graduated with (laughs) in high school that you haven't thought about until right now. But Jeff Smith... I think every
1: listener knows a Jeff Smith. (laughs) At least one in their life.
0: My dad's name is Jeff. Uh, Not a Smith, but anyway, Jeff Smith, uh, New York Jets wide receiver. He's actually gotten 20 targets the last two weeks, which is a lot of volume. And there's no way that you could ever find that at $3,000. So he is a punt play this week. And if you need more information or just what do I mean by punt play? On the website, I wrote up a free article, how to execute the punt play and what to think about and maybe some strategy around it. So go ahead and read that. But Jeff Smith is somebody that I will consider in cash. If I want to punt that one wide receiver spot, all right, give me a cash tight end, not named Mark Andrews this week.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Eric Ebron. We talked about it a little bit with the Pittsburgh game and I'm stacking him with big Ben here because if you guys watched the Eagles game last week with, when they played Pittsburgh, um, Eric Ebron was involved and he's been involved quite a bit. Like you talked about playing over 75% of the snaps the past three weeks. And he had a couple of, of receptions where he should have had them, dropped them, had a fumble. Like there's more opportunity for Eric Ebron than I think people realize. And he's just $4,100 on DraftKings, So I think he's a really nice value this week. If you're trying to spend up with the other positions,
0: I'll go with uh, our boy, Janu, Johnu Andre Smith. I had to look up his middle name. I just, you know, we needed to mention that. Obviously I used, I used to keep this is weird. I used to keep a spreadsheet of every single relevant fantasy player's middle name and uh <laughs> that is so weird. I just I like I think middle names are hilarious because most people uh don't think about it but yeah, some of my favorites are Adriel Jeremiah Green. Rest in yes. peace AJ, AJ Green. You know, oh, man. AJ Green is $3900 on DK this week. What? I didn't even see he's, that. Is he really? Yeah, he's like, he's left for dead, man. Oh, poor guy. I love me some. But anyway, back to Janu. Andre Smith. He's 5,200. I will be playing him in cash. But like I said, you need to be a little careful. Don't play four Titans in your cash lineup. Maybe pick two. If you want to do Tannehill and Johnu, I think that's safe and, and go elsewhere at running back and wide receiver. Give me a cheap uh, DST that's not named... The Miami Dolphins. Just so you know, the Miami Dolphins are going to be the chalk play at defense. They're twenty nine hundred on DK. I recommend playing them in your cash lineup. It's totally fine. Don't worry about the roster percentage, but give me a cheap uh defense that's not named the Dolphins, which is weird to say. The Dolphins are the chalk defense.
1: Twenty twenty, man. Here we are. Uh, I'm gonna roll with the Titans this week. They are twenty eight hundred dollars on DraftKings. And it's not because I think they're a phenomenal defense. They're pretty good, but they're not like one that we're we're super excited to play every week like we are with the Steelers or the Ravens. But the reason I'm really excited about them is because in Tennessee Titans games, the combined place per game between the two teams is averaging to be the eighth most plays per game so we're looking at a a defense that's going to have more volume and as favorites we're projecting Deshaun Watson to have to to drop back more and throw the ball more in this game and as we've seen before he is prone to sacks he is prone to turnovers so I'm projecting the Titans to have more opportunity to, to take the ball away from the Texans in this matchup
0: I'll take the Vikings they're way down there 2300 they play the Falcons at home there's just opportunity there. It's more of a punt play, but if you really want to drop all the way down, that is uh, that is a place I'm not afraid to go to. Let's get into a couple of mailbag questions. Mailbag. All right. Got a couple of questions here. And this one, this first one's from, uh, must be one of your besties. Uh, it's at Philly Special 8. Is this your, is this your boy?
1: Oh, for sure. Anyone that has an Eagles logo as their, their Twitter avi is definitely a phenomenal human being. So welcome to the show, Philly underscore special.
0: So are Eagles fans nice people?
1: <laughs> Some of us I just,
0: are. <laughs> I feel like they get the rap of just being jerks.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, if you've ever been an away team at uh, the link at an away game there for the Philly, uh, the Eagles, it, it's it can be scary sometimes. So I understand why the stigma exists.
0: So Philly special eight asks, what is your favorite contrarian stack? And I'll just give some parameters around this. This needs to be somebody that we either didn't talk about very much or is in a game that, Hey, it's not one of the top totals, but it could go a little different. So is there any stack that you are interested this week that you're like, all right, if you need a shot in a tournament, go for it. Why are we
1: not talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker stacks? literally every single week. We should be. I mean, no one's talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Here's quarterback finishes over the past four weeks, 11, 6, 10, and 3, and now he gets the Jets. And we just saw Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins as the quarterback one, wide receiver one, come out and smash last week. I think that is a phenomenal GBP stack that no one's talking about this week.
0: For sure. I, I In all my prep, I, I've thought about Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's the man right now. He's awesome. But I haven't really looked at that game a ton in terms of DFS. I'll throw out somebody that vomited on the field basically last week. Daniel Jones. Uh, Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton. Last week was supposed to be the week for Daniel Jones against the Cowboys. Listen to these fantasy finishes, these points-wise on DK the last four weeks. You ready for this? 9.7. 10.1, 11.1, and 9.2. That is something you want out of your Woo! quarterback bets. That is <laughs> that is so bad. He has two passing touchdowns on the season. Uh, he's averaging 11.9 fantasy points. So it's way out there, but nobody's going to want to play him after last week. So if you wanted to go with Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton, and then Terry McClure on the other side, let's let's just get weird. Why not? <laughs> uh, next question is at Mista Sean who I like that name Mista uh he said should we be spending up at the running back position this week or are there low cost options at running back that allow us to spend up at wide receiver so let's just talk about those top options at running back and do you want to spend up there so for instance Alexander Madison 7200 uh Derek Henry is way up there at 7,300. James Conner is somebody that you could do 7,100. Aaron Jones, of those guys, who would you say are your favorites?
1: Yeah, I think for me, the, the top two plays, and to no surprise, are the most expensive on this slate i mean derrick henry's in a great spot against houston alexander madison is in a phenomenal spot against atlanta and they're the the you know two of the three highest price guys so to me they are the priority in cash lineups i will say however there are some intriguing options if you scroll down a little bit lower like we talked about david montgomery against carolina's 5800 dollars. miles gaskin's seeing a ton of work he's just 5400 dollars on DraftKings. so i think those guys are intriguing but i feel way way safer about a cash lineup that's built around uh Derek Henry, and Alexander Madison.
0: Yeah, James Robinson will be the only other name that I throw out there at 6,800. If you want to drop down a little further, Mike Davis is in a revenge game spot at 7,000 against the Bears. And there's nothing better than throwing your money out there in DFS because of a revenge game narrative. So I'll just say for wide receivers, I like to spend up for wide receivers and GPPs. I don't love doing it in cash. There's just a lot better options that are cheaper. So uh, Ridley and Thielen stand out to me as people that I want to play. And then also to just throw out Will Fuller is uh, is tempting if you want to game stack that game. And then going a little bit lower, you mentioned Devontae Parker and Kenny G as, uh, as two guys that are a little bit. But for me and Cash, spend up on your running backs. You can find the value at wide receiver. All right, last one from not that Jared. He says, "Thinking about the likely game environment versus player level matchup, which one do you weigh more or does it really depend?" So, when we're analyzing stuff, is it the game environment as in like the pace, the total, or is it the actual matchup that matters more to us? Or is this a trick question?
1: I think it's a little bit of a trick question uh because the answer depends on if you're playing cash or GPPs if you are playing cash lineups, to me, the game environment doesn't matter a ton because you almost treat it like you would if you're going against someone in your home league or in a redraft league where you just want to try to beat half the field or play against someone and beat that person. So it doesn't really matter what the ceiling is or the floor. Like You're just playing the best plays you can think of on the slate. So it doesn't really matter about the game environment as much. But if you're trying to reach ceiling in GPPs, that's when what we're talking about really, really matters because you want to target games that have high over-unders. You want to target games that have a lot of shootout potential because that's the way for you to quickly build uh, build fantasy points in your lineup against other players who are playing against you who aren't playing that game stack. So for me, it really depends on the the type of format. If it's cash, it doesn't matter as much. But if you're playing GPP, that game environment, I think to me, is, is really, really important.
0: 100%. I totally agree with you. Remember texting with you this past week and usually when, when it gets to Saturday you and I kind of like text like hey man wh- wh- where's your lineup at and is there any games that you've rethought and this past week I remember texting you and saying man I feel like that Pittsburgh Philadelphia game is a game that like no one's talking about and I feel like I could be interested in a GPP and so you know I was a little bit on chase claypool as a play I did not see Miles Sanders as someone that I really wanted to play because you just look at Pittsburgh and you go like, okay, well, the matchup says don't play Miles Sanders. But the game environment was a back and forth. I mean, that was a close game that you guys lost to your in-state rivals. I just <laughs> Thank had you to, for the reminder. <laughs> this is my own five-ness uh, talking. My my it's son out, this, yeah. my son tonight, as I was tucking him in bed, he put on um, his kind of football pajamas and he said, Daddy, did the Falcons lose again? <laughs> <laughs> like he, he didn't know what happened. He's, he's only four, but he was trying was to. He say, was trying, is,
1: he, is he talking trash? <laughs>
0: he was kind of just asking, like, so do, are we? Do we ever win? It was, it was <laughs> nope. but yeah,
1: no, son, we don't.
0: <laughs> but with game environment, it really does matter where you're attacking a game, and you're saying, "Ooh, what if things go back and forth?" And that's what that's how Fulham, that's how Claypool, that's how S- uh, Sanders were all in the same game because it kind of had that back and forth, the pace was up and that's what you're hoping for. And that's what you really want out of a GPP lineup. So that's a really great great question because at the end of the day, you have to carry different mindsets in cash than you do uh, with GPP. So Betts, um, how have you felt just before we end about our DK tournament? We've been playing it each week, 75 man, $5 entry, the top five payout, this past week, I showed my wife a screenshot and at one point I was in second place feeling really good. I think I ended up like 20 something, but there was a minute where I was like, I'm going to show our listeners that I know my stuff. So <laughs> how, how have you felt in those tournaments so far? It's been so
1: tricky because you know what happens? We come on the show. We talk about the guys that we love. And then people presumably play those players. And so I feel like I can't play them. And so I've been kind of stuck between, you know, what I should do or what's contrarian. I haven't played very well in those lineups. However, I was tracking your score because I was like, man, if Kyle comes out and wins this, I'm not going to be able to hear the end of it on the podcast. So I was kind of rooting against you, if I'm being honest. Uh, But I do think it's a a super fun way to interact with our listeners. And, you know, each week we filled it. People are really excited to play. So, yes, check it out. 75-man tournament. Five dollar entry the top five get paid out and it's been a, a great way to to you know kind of see what our listeners are learning and watch them win money it's 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 totally fun so check it out
0: yeah just go on DraftKings. kings you can check it out play some Le'Veon on bell in there you know some christian mccaffrey if you need to yeah that'll that'll be perfect they're gonna be great, you great this week have a great week